author Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Our special guest, John Poveromo, is a comedian. Born in Brooklyn, but raised in Jersey, he's been featured in the New York Times and the Asbury Park Press. He's performed his stand-up at such places as the Jersey City Comedy Festival, the New York Underground Comedy Festival. He's also author of the book, Drawings from a Nobody. John, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks, man. Glad to be here. So how are you doing today? I am great, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. How hard is it to be a comedian? Oh, man. Uh, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's one of those things that you, uh, when you start out doing it, it's hard to it's hard to describe to anybody who's who hasn't been on stage before or you know who has done anything because you know they usually think it's just you telling jokes on stage but it's it'd be like if every time you went into a new job for the first time there were people there just judging you every day every every almost every twelve seconds in your performance <laughs> and didn't give you a chance to learn and that's and it's basically it but when you when you first start out you know whether you want to do it or not because you usually just bomb. And uh, how many people go back to something that they're just completely not good at over and over again in front of 200 people a night, you know? Hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, there's always a level to it that's a little harder. What would you say is the best part about being a comedian? Um, the best part? Oh, man. I love, I love the traveling. I like going to different states and performing in front of different groups of people and all over the country and stuff like that. that that's the most fun, I think. What would you say is the toughest part about being a comedian? Also the travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it can be fun, but it's also sometimes it's just long nights, you know, coming back home, trying to stay awake. That, that's what it is now. In the beginning when you're starting out, the toughest part is trying to build your act and trying to find your voice and get stage time. And then once, once you get all that stuff, there, there's other things that become difficult. What do you do when you're a comedian and it, the crowd is just not feeling it? When the crowd's not feeling it, you just kind of go, you can do one of two things. Either plow through your set, you know, and you just do your time and then get off stage. Or what's the deal with the crowd? Just more or whatever the deal is. And I try to like switch up and try to talk to them. So tell us about this book of yours, Drawings from a Nobody. I, yeah, it started when, I mean, I was, I was always good at drawing when I was uh, younger and stuff. And one of the things I wanted to be when I was a kid was a cartoonist. It was either cartoonist or comedian, I think. So this was just came out of being bored in hotel rooms, you know, uh, before I had to go on later that night. And I would just occupy my time by drawing. So I would draw political or social commentary cartoons and stuff like that and post them on my Instagram and my website. Then I decided to put them into a book because I wanted to see, you know, if there was another way I could disappoint my family by not making any money. So the book <laughs> seemed like a good way to go. Well, I was actually curious about that. How does your family respond, your parents, to this decision of yours to go into the entertainment business? They they were they were supportive. They just at this point, I think they just didn't want me to waste my time doing anything I didn't want to do. So, but they my my mom worries still to this day about you know like what you, what about money and what about this what about that. So it's, you know it, they're supportive, but at the same time they're like they still worry about. Mm-hmm. It would be correct to assume that you're of Italian descent. I am, yes. So tell us about that. Tell us about a little bit about your your upbringing, a little bit about your family. 
Um, my mom's family. So yeah, my mom's family grew up in in Brooklyn, pretty much. She was born in Queens, but she grew up, you know, in Brooklyn. And my dad's family never left Brooklyn. You know, they they eventually split up when they were older, but they were all from Brooklyn. And now they live in Staten Island or Long Island or whatever. My dad has a huge family. My mom's family is kind of small, and they divorced eventually. But yeah, it it was Italian. I was always around people. You know, like there's the matriarchs of the family and my great grandmother was like that. So everybody was always over her house and same thing with my dad's mother. You know, everybody kind of met there. So I always just had people around me all the time, you know, just giant Italian family. And now it's it's kind of interesting just because of uh, the political atmosphere. You're kind of finding out where people stand in my, it's, it's super weird. Like my, some of my dad's family, they're Trump supporters, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're Trump supporters necessarily as much as they dislike immigrants which is weird because if you ever ask them where they're from they're like uh they're just they're just really proud they're like oh yeah you know our grandparents straight off the boat you know what i'm saying i'm like yeah i'm like you're the children of immigrants but <laughs> could just be me i don't know <laughs> well that's something that's definitely true about every american being an immigrant or the the ancestor of a recent immigrant for the most part but how quickly yeah. we forget <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask you, do you have a relationship? Oh, oh, like, you know, I was going to, um, I'm single now. I'm, uh, I've been in and out of relationships, stuff like that, but I, I prefer to remain uh, single while I'm doing this kind of stuff, you know, just because it doesn't pay to, uh, for me anyway, personally, to like, you know, try to settle down or anything like that. I'm always on the road. I'm always busy and it just, it doesn't work for me. So I, uh, I steer clear of it. Do you get lonely? Uh, Oddly enough, no. I was always like a social butterfly when I was like a, uh, in my teens and twenties and stuff like that, and have tons of friends to hang out with, and always find somebody who's kind of single, like friends with benefits thing and stuff like that. But uh, now I never really get lonely. I actually kind of like my downtime. <laughs> I like waking up in a bed by myself, and I like being able to do whatever I want whenever I want. So now I, I enjoy it. I have a little bit of both. Who would you say are the comedians who have had the biggest influence on you? Um, when I was a kid, Robin Williams was the, you know, the end-all, be-all of comedians for me. And I think he was kind of like my gateway drug into comedy because I didn't know who he was. You know, I, I just saw him on, like, TV, like Mork and Mindy when I was a kid. Or, you know, he did the voice of the genie in Aladdin. And then I found out he was a stand-up. And, and then I kind of started looking into stand-ups and stuff. And from him... You know, I found, uh, oddly enough, my first two comedy albums couldn't be farther away on the spectrum. It was like Seinfeld and uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams Live at the Met, and then Seinfeld when he did his first HBO special, the, um, whatchamacallit, I'm telling you for the last time. Yeah. So I used to listen to those two and just die laughing. And then, you know, when I got older, just the guys that are on the road now, Bill Burr is one of the best that's working right now. You know, Kurt Metzger is very, very funny. Jay Ogerson, Jim Norton, all those guys are just hilarious. And then there's Maria Bamford and Brian Regan and, you know, all those guys working at Airgrade. Is there another comedian that you would say is most like you? Is most like me, I guess. I feel like I'm a combination of a few different comedians. That's a tough question. I actually don't. um, I've never had somebody ask me that question before. Is there a comedian that's most like me? I would say maybe like a, observationally, almost like a, oh man, almost like a Seinfeld, but like faster paced and a little bit 
I guess the topics are a little bit different. So it's uh, maybe like that. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not, uh, I actually don't even actually know. That's a good question. I'm not thinking about that one. <laughs> but maybe like observation, like a science element, a little bit like a mix of like a Richard Jenny, like something like that. I have no idea. It's a good question. <laughs> that one up. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Is there a community amongst comedians? Do you feel a kinship with other comics? Yeah, you do. Even if you don't, like, uh, there's, you know, even if you're meeting somebody for the first time or working with them for the first time, you automatically get a sense of they've been through the same thing you have. So, like, you know, they they know what it's like. They're the only ones who know what it's like when a joke bombs. They're the only ones who know what it's like to be on the road or be in hotel after hotel or, you know, missing being home or, you know, having a up audience or just having a great night, too. Just So, yeah, there's, there's a bond there. On your website, it's johnpoveromo.net and people mm-hmm. can see the upcoming shows that you've got. Is there any upcoming shows you'd like to tell our, our audience about? Yeah, I've got one uh, coming up locally, which is cool. I hope my friends can come out in New Jersey. It's at uh, Jenkinson's on the Boardwalk in Point Pleasant. It's on the 26th. June 26th. At 8 p.m. Yep. Is there a favorite place for you to perform? Yeah, I love... I mean, I always, I always kind of stick with the club that I started in when i was younger you know it's basically my home club it's bananas comedy club in new jersey in hasbro heights new jersey it's I, I the first time i opened for jimmy fallon there and and then a couple other national headliners they always had me open for so it was it's my favorite place so you got to meet jimmy fallon yeah we, we did five shows together what did you find him to be like exactly like he is on his talk show he's extremely nice and funny and just approachable and just like a regular dude he's great He's a, he's a blast. Throughout your time performing comedy, has there been somebody that you've met, a, a fellow comic that you would say was the most helpful, the most, I don't know, congenial? Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Joe Starr, when I first started doing stand-up, he was the, I, he had, you know, been kind of like a mentor in the beginning and stuff, like a big brother almost in the business. And I had sent him my first tape and, you know, that I did at uh, Caroline's and, and he watched it and gave me some pointers and le- legitimately just kept in touch with me, like as I was doing stuff and kind of kept an eye out. And then we wound up becoming close friends. So yeah, he, we, we know each other since for like almost 15 years now. And he's been great. What is the best thing about being John Poveromo? I'm going to go with the hair, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know a lot of guys who still have a full head of hair my age. So uh, yeah. Something that I have noticed is that it does seem like there is a bit of resentment from bald guys, from people who have <laughs> a full head of hair. Well, you have to understand they're grumpy because they're cold. You know, <laughs> they can't. Uh, winters are rough, man. Anyone out there, they can visit the website. It's johnpoveromo.net, P-O-V-E-R-O-M-O. I always like to give my guests at the end of the interview... Just give them the stage. Just let them take the microphone. Whatever mm-hmm. you'd like to say to our audience. Oh, <laughs> when I should have some kind of a uh, thoughtful message. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, I mean, I, I think, uh, oh, you know what? I love, um, there's a quote that I always think about all the time. and it's a, it's a Vonnegut quote. And I feel like, you know, especially in today's climate and world, it, it, uh, it applies, but it's, um, I, and he basically says, and I urge you to please notice when you are happy and exclaim or murmur or think at some point, if this isn't nice, I don't know what is. And I think that, you know, I try to do that almost every now and then. If you're just having 
lunch with a friend or, you know, if you're out to eat or whatever it is. And if you feel happy in that moment, just and take it in and, you know, live in it and acknowledge it, you know, and just be like, this is great. No matter what it is. Nice. Well, John, thanks. thanks so much for spending time with us. Yeah, thanks, man. It was great. All right. Till next time. Yep. Take care, dude. The Paul Leslie Hour is hosted, produced, and written by Paul Leslie for Lifestyles Entertainment and Media. The Paul Leslie theme song composed, recorded, and produced by Jeff Pike. Outro music composed, recorded, and produced by John Goodwin, originally appearing in the short film Malukas and Vulnerable Jelly Things. Please consider subscribing to the Paul Leslie Hour, and if you like us, give us a review. It'll help other people to find this content. All past interviews are also available on YouTube. For more information, you can visit thepaulleslie.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Paul Leslie. Thanks for listening. Be good.